Hey guys, it's Damon Johnson of DJ Realty Solutions. On today's open house, we have a very, very special guest. I'm not going to mess his name up, I promise. I've been practicing all day. It's Jean Paulo. Are you know? Jean Paulo is, uh, I wrote it down. So if I look down, guys, I'm looking at my notes. I didn't want to goof this up. John Paulo is a real estate tycoon, an entrepreneur, a restaurateur, and a hot man about town. John Paulo um, is known on both coasts internationally. John Paulo has been featured in Forbes, Authority Magazine, and the London Daily, just to name a few. John Paulo, thank you for agreeing to come on to Open House today. Um, I know that you are fresh off of your birthday vacation. Happy 18th. We'll say you ate always 18. <laughs> 32nd. Oh, that's not. Oh, you're still a baby. Right. Oh, I'm old. <laughs> I'm, How are you, Damon? I'm good. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. This is going to be super. I'm going to try not to um, hold you long. I'm going to do some rapid fire questions here. Anything that you don't want to answer that's too risque, you let me know. Anything you mm-hmm. want to add to further experience, you go there too. If I'm talking too much, you cut me off. We'll go. Are you ready? Yes. First of all, I would like to thank you for having me on your podcast. It's a pleasure. It was amazing to meet you a few weeks ago. Prior to my, it wasn't a birthday vacation, but honestly, it was more as work. I only had like about a a day or two to really enjoy with a few friends in Los Angeles and Miami. But uh, it was very, very good to turn off the New York City heat and go look for other new adventure on the West Coast. And nice. uh, yeah. Uh, so that being said, I'm very excited to be uh, in on your podcast. I'm very happy to have you here. I know my listeners are going to enjoy this. Um, as much as I will, I'm already having a great time. Uh, mm-hmm. First question, how did you get started in real estate? I know I've read all the articles and I've done my research, but mm-hmm. what made you, I know what I've read, it was more of a family business, but what made you step out of that comfort zone of like, I'm going to try this on my own in the States? So when uh, literally I started work in the hospitality business 11 years ago, uh, slash 12, when I just moved on to the States. Um, and uh, basically I was only working in restaurants and trying to find my way up uh, into the music business because uh, the reason why I moved uh, in the States it was mainly because of music. I was uh, DJing and producing back in Italy and Europe and whatever you want to call it. And when I moved here, my dream was uh, to uh, work in the nightlife uh, world of New York City. And then obviously when you move here, it's a completely different perspective than just a little kid that's 17, 18 years old and moves to the States and he wants to be this kind of big deal DJ. Um, obviously it didn't happen that fast as um, I thought, uh, but it was just uh, you know, a little kid from Sicily just moving to the States and you know, with big dreams. Uh, I, obviously, I had to pay my bills somehow, so I had mm-hmm. to start working in restaurants. And for Italians, it's very easy uh, to start working in restaurants in the city. And then I worked my way up. I uh, met with a few people that I was actually looking forward to meet in the nightlife business in New York, in the restaurants. So I tried to make 
my own connections. I built my little Rolodex to the point that I started working in uh, nightclubs where I actually wanted to work. At the same time, I had to still pay my bills because music, it wasn't paying that much money. So I had to work my way up into from like a little dishwasher to a busboy, to a runner, to a server, to a manager, to a general manager, then to became this uh, what people say the VIP director or the celebrity whisperer of New York City and stuff like that, to the point that, okay, so now that I have all this connection, during my time in New York, while I was working with all these celebrities and host them and everything, two years after that I moved to the States, I was actually doing real estate during the day and as a part-time job. I was working in restaurants in the evening and then working in nightclubs at night. I literally had an amazing life. It was really uh, I didn't feel it because at the end of the day, I was very young. So for me, working 18 hours, 19 hours a day, it was normal. I just had mm. big dreams and I just wanted to make it happen. I, uh, the moral of the story is that at some point in my career in restaurant business, I decided twice to end my hospitality business. And, uh, uh, but I didn't really find the connection between because i used to do three jobs i was doing oh, wow again i was doing um real estate as a part-time in the morning again i was doing restaurants in the evening and music when i finished my music business that i i finally figure out okay my dream is done this is what i really wanted from music to happen in my life now what i really can do with these three jobs i have to focus in one of the three mm-hmm. so i said which one of the three, I, I have to take one off to focus more in the other two. And unfortunately, my passion was music, but it wasn't connecting with uh, um, hospitality and uh, real estate. So okay. I, for, you know, from my heart, I had to do it, but I had to do it because I'm uh, an immigrant. So I had to, you know, hustle and hustle and hustle. Yes. And so basically, uh, I let go music and I started focusing more and getting into the deep, that's how I became the VIP director of these big restaurants and stuff um, uh, in hospitality. So then I was like, okay, so now I can literally connect hospitality to real estate because everything that happens in New York, it's very small, but everybody knows about you. Right. So what I wanted to do, it was, how do I meet people in the middle of the street? How do I meet people during, uh, uh, like during the day? the best thing to do, it wasn't meeting people at nighttime while they were doing whatever they were doing, uh, dancing, drinking. There was literally no connections between these two kinds of people. So in hospitality, everybody wanted to know me in order to get into these crazy, beautiful restaurants and celebrities and blah, blah. So what I, I built my Rolodex in restaurants and my goal was, okay, I meet you at the restaurant. And then in the morning, I will meet you at my office. Got it. This, is, this, this was my point of connection in between getting and acquiring a new client and then closing a deal in restaurants. I mean, in real estate. Very and smart. this is how I got. So I did literally eight years of a part-time uh, real estate and uh, 11 years of uh, full-time restaurants. I tried to go full-time in uh, real estate twice. I both failed because I didn't close any deal in in that past eight years. I was like, okay, now I'm ready. I'm going to do real estate. I get into real estate. I let go restaurants and I use all my money. I didn't have no money. So I had to go back to restaurants. Two, three years later, I do that again. 
and I failed completely for another six months. And now finally, two years ago, I took the chance and I was like, okay, you know what? Now I think I'm ready. And then that's what happened. I let go everything, music and restaurants, and I took real estate fully in full force. And thank God there's been amazing and amazing experience closing one of the biggest deals that I ever did in uh, this past eight years in my real estate career. Nice. So I know that you said that you, um, we talked earlier that you really know all your clients. And I, I feel like that way, to, I, I feel like I do my business similar to yours, not on a such of a big scale as yours, but it always to me seems that when you know a client or you know of them or you kind of have some people in common, it makes the process easier because people don't understand that this is the process. All they want to do is move in. They want keys. They want to move. They don't mm -hmm. even want to see the necessary moving parts of it. For mm -hmm. you, are you, do you find you have to do more of the explaining of the process to them? Or do you just not even, you just glance over and say, this is this and that's that. Trust me, I got you. Or how do you go about it? So it's not about uh, the way I go is the reason why I mainly work with the people that I know. Uh, it's not because I don't want to be the guy who explained to you how the real estate transactions <clears throat> and the process of renting an apartment or buying a condo or buying a house and whatever, it works. It, that's not my point because uh, in order for us as a real estate agents uh, to learn uh, to earn the trust from our clients or customers, that it's the uh, first thing that uh, we try to do with people that we just meet. Um, the reason why I work with people that I already know, it's because I don't have to tell them, hey, trust me, you know, I'm going to be the guy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't need to sell myself because I built my Rolodex for 12 years in New York. And at the end of the day, I really need, don't need to sell myself. Uh, fortunately, um, it took me many years to do that because now people know me from the rest of the business. They really know who I am. Uh, I, I went to their personal, uh, personal lifetimes, uh, a dinner with their families and with their daughters, with their sons and with their wives, uh, dinner homes, holidays spent in different states. So I did all that. I don't really need to earn any trust from them at the end of the day. But uh, the most important thing is, okay, when I help you finding a house or an apartment, my goal is to have uh, any of your friends walking in in one of the houses or apartments that I helped you acquiring and saying, hey, uh, this place, this place is amazing. This house is amazing. Who helped you getting it? And my best, and this is my goal, is to let you, for, for you to let know your friends that I help too, and they can trust me uh, on on their pro or studying their process of buying or renting their apartment or whatever they want to do. At the end of the day, I'm very real. I tell every, oh, I put all my cards right on the table, and I said, if you are really willing to do this, it will take me very short amount of time to help you. Mm -hmm. um, I will help you through the process. You need you don't need to go crazy with your life changing schedule and stuff. I'll tell you when we need to sign a document, when you, we need to go see this particular uh, property, I don't make you go crazy. I don't make you go look for places online. You don't do that. You live your personal life 
and I'll connect with you once every two, three, four days with all the info that you need to know. You just tell me whenever you're available and we make everything happen very quick. It shouldn't be that stressful uh, um, process that people have about uh, buying um, a real estate. It shouldn't be. And uh, fortunately, I have that kind of... Uh, um, I have the kind of gift that I don't make you, uh, st I don't stress you out on that. I make everything very easy for you and your family to to go through that process. Right. That's you, the reason why, yeah. Yeah, you're very welcoming. You're very, God, I had dinner with him. It was amazing. Um, Very welcoming, very, I felt like, and I know people say this and it's kind of a cliche, but you know how you meet certain people and it's like you've known them all your life. That's how I felt when I first met you. I was like, I, you know, like, you know, people, when you see them in person, you're like, is this going to click or it's not? And when I first saw you, I was like, that's him. That That's my, that's my person. You know, kind of your tribe when you meet them. Um, don't get in the car with some no guys because he drives like a bat out of hell. <laughs> um, but you like you you know, and I get that from my clients a lot. They're like, Damon, I knew you were my were my person because people gravitate towards personalities. They gravitate towards warmness and familiarity and you know, a sense of belonging, not necessarily more of the business point of it. They gravitate towards you. They'll gravitate towards you, you know. I want to work with Damon. I want to work with John Paul. I want to work with that person. It's not so much of the house or the apartment or the building. They want to. They want that experience. And speaking of experiences, guys, I have to ask him this question. This is going to throw him off. I'm going to take a, a detour off business a little bit. I'm going to put it nothing throw me off. Nothing. Oh, I'm going I'm to I'm put him in the hot seat. You, I, I, I wrote this question down. You definitely enjoy a meal. Do you cook? Who taught you and what's your favorite thing to make? Uh, obviously, I am Italian from Sicily. So there is none uh, a person that really taught me how to cook. Uh, as kids in Italy, we just figure out because uh, both of your parents, sometimes, mm, most of the times, it's just your dad that works. Mm -hmm. Uh, in my case, uh, was both of them uh, working. Uh, so me and my younger brother, Andrea, we just figured out how to cook at home. Uh, obviously, we took off the fact of, okay, now we have to know how to cook. When I personally moved out of my family, uh, let's say when I moved out of Sicily, mm -hmm. I had to really figure out how to cook. But since when we were young kids on the way back home, we were just going up in the fridge, finding out things. At nighttime, of course, you watch your mom, your grandma, your father cook. So in the morning, what you try to do, said, okay, dad puts first the olive oil, then the garlic, and then he puts the sauce on the uh, separate thing, and then he throws the water in to cook the pasta, and then he strains the pasta, and then the... So you just remember what remember, your parents yeah. are doing. 
and then you try to make yourself a better cook just when you get uh, uh, in the morning after school, you get home and you're like, okay, I'm going to try to replicate whatever my father and my mom did in the past, but this is what we actually try to do. So little by little, you get better, you get better, you get better. And just instead of making just a regular pasta with the red sauce, then you start making your chicken milanese and then the lasagna and then the pasta and then the meat and then the fish. And you, you just try to get better and better along the way. Uh, favorite things to do is obviously pasta. Um, it's our, it's my real, real thing that I rather do instead of uh, meat and fish. Uh, and yeah, I mean, pasta is my favorite thing to cook. Pasta is your favorite. Okay. Yeah, now, you, do you make your own pasta or you, when you go to the store, are you like, this is trash, I'm going to make my own? Uh, I don't prepare our fresh homemade pasta because obviously, uh, first of all, I never did it. I've watched my mom and my grandparents really? and my father doing it so many times. But honestly, I have never done it myself. Really? And uh, 100%. And I don't have time to do that. Of course. Because it requires a lot, a lot, a lot of time, long time to do that. Um, but definitely... I don't make my own, but when I go to a store, we try to catch uh, the perfect combination of things that, uh, you know, will make a great dish at the end of the day. It's very difficult to find the great ingredient mm -hmm. right on the spot because, for example, for the mozzarella, you have to go to that specific place. And for the ham, you have to go to this other place. And for the meat, you have to go to this other place. For the chicken, you have to go to this other place. And it's very difficult to, to do that uh, in New York, especially. But um, hey, we make it happen anyways. I, mean, I, I see you. I, yeah. I, can't, I can't wait. I'm super excited. So as I'm watching, I don't know if you guys have watched his Instagram. He uh, plays a lot of tennis. He does a lot of motorcycling. You seem to be very active. What do you do? Now, do you consider that your spare time? Or do you consider that part of your schedule? Or what do you like to do? in your spare time when it's just you at home with a magazine what are you doing um mainly what i do is just i brainstorm and when i have time to do that it's just a night time when i finish my full day of work which is running around the city or make phone calls or showings or do things and do that i don't only do that i do other many other things but um i just brainstorm i really don't watch tv i don't watch shows I love tennis, yes. yes. So during the day, if I have time or even after work before going home, I just bring my bag with me to the office or whatever I have to be. And then at nighttime, I just meet up with a few friends and we just play tennis. But honestly, when on my spare time, my hobby is just playing tennis. And when I get home, it's just brainstorming of my next move the day after. I don't really have a real, real hobby for me. It's just, okay, you wake up in the morning and you're like, uh, okay, now, uh, Paulo, you're on your own. How are we making money today? Yeah, I and you know what's so funny? I, um, I'm kind of hard on myself about that. I'll wake up and be like, oh, no, I'll do it when I go to sleep. Did you make any money today? And I'll be like, no, but I did a great podcast and had two showings. And I'm like, did you call any clients today? And that's always a yes for me. I email, text my clients, new clients and old ones all the time. Um, but I ask myself that. It's funny that you do that. I ask myself that question. Did you make money today or did you spend money today? And if you spent money, yeah. what did you buy? Was it something for your business or was it something just silly? So I try to I try to self-check myself 
uh, every day to be like, what did you do and what are you going to do different tomorrow? And did that work what you did today? So I try to mm-hmm. keep keep myself in check, um, especially with my business about, you know, what's yeah. coming in, what's going out. Take me through, if you can, I know you're working mm-hmm. on stuff that you can't talk about. I, I, I totally get it. Take me through a typical day for you, like from the time you're out in the morning to what do you what do you do first and what 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 is walk me through a day with you so my days are all different from mm-hmm. each other completely different okay uh, because sometimes you have phone calls to do in the morning sometimes instead of being phone calls you have to answer text messages emails or you have showings so every morning every day is completely different i might do the things that i did this morning tonight and I might do things that I will do tonight this morning it's always like a change of plans and everything I don't really know exactly what I'm going to do tomorrow all I know is that okay I have showings I have this podcast I have these phone calls and things like that but everything in between is always content honestly is always changing it's never oh what's your routine now, my routine used to be before Corona to get to the gym and then office meetings, phone calls, uh, emails, text messages. It was always about mm-hmm. that. But um, what uh, differentiate every day is, okay, Gianpaolo, why in the morning you're like uh, dedicating a half hour into social medias or you're just reaching out to people overseas and things like that? Uh, you always change. And the, the reason why it changed is because in real estate in New York, uh, people have uh, uh, things to do. So they're going to work. So they are going to look for an apartment or talk to their real estate agent after they come back home. Mm-hmm. So what we do as real estate agent is that in the morning, we are answering all the emails that maybe I fell asleep at 10 p.m. last night. Somebody got home at 10 p.m. and started to look for houses or started to look for apartments. So they start to you know, co- uh, contacting all these uh, brokers and these apartments. So I might sleeping. So when I wake up, I have to answer all these questions and all these uh, phone calls. I have to get back to people. And then during the day, sometimes nothing really happens because right. everybody's at work. At so, work. So when you answer to these emails and then you get to seven, eight o'clock, they got back home and they're like, they start answering. <laughs> so in like- the morning... <laughs> right. So in the morning, I'm telling them, hey, okay, it's it's cool to meet up at five, or 5 o'clock or 4 o'clock or 3 o'clock or 10 a.m. or whatever. Let's meet up. They see the email. They go They go to the showings. And then when I come home, I'm like, okay, now there is the other rush of people that are coming home from work and they're going to start to contact you. I'm going to answer, fell asleep, wake up. And then these other people come to <laughs> me. So in the morning, I take care of people that contact me the night before. Before. And at night, I take care of uh, the things that I did in the morning and getting ready for the people who's going who's going to contact me at night to make sure that the day after I have meetings, I have showings, I have this, I have that. But it constantly, completely changes every day. Right. Yeah, it's people, never the same. It's never the same. People are like, Damon, how's your day? They think that I just lay around and watch the judge shows in the morning. I'm like, uh-uh, I have to get up and go. Like, I look at my schedule and I'm like, okay, I ask myself, where do I got to be today? Do I, I might start at the office. I may start like tomorrow. I have to start with an inspection and then I got to go back to check on those closings. So like you say, it just depends really on the day, how many deals you have going, um, what projects you want to work on because you're right. Our schedule, we're kind of 24 seven because 
I will call my clients, I get a wave of them. This wave, I got to work on these five, six people. Then the next mm-hmm. wave, I got to come, here they come, one to, like my deals now are closing out for the end of the month. Now I got my December wave that are wanting to look and it's like, it start, it's like a big circle. It just starts, all, it starts all over again. So you kind of have to hurry up and get those people closed right. so I can come on yeah. um, with the, um, with the December uh, stuff. So it, it, yeah, I get it. I, I, I totally understand that. I think people have a misconception of what we do. And I'm like, I really only, my phone only stops ringing and then the email starts. So it's not like, yeah, yeah. it's not like the, my phone doesn't ring all night, but then the emails go all night, which is a good thing. Cause when they aren't calling you, that means you don't get a check. So I'm all, yeah. I, I'm all for uh, staying busy. What do you want? Now this is my only serious one. What do you want to be remembered for? Do you want to be remembered for like the guy who went after his dream and the, or the guy who was the most successful in New York and LA or what do you want your legacy to be? I have uh, never thought about that. Uh, the only things that I really thought is, um, who do you want to be? And I already know who I want to be. And then will you be happy by doing who you want to be? Will that make you happy? Yes. I'm already who I want to be. I just want to be a greater person in that. Awesome. So Honestly, nice. I don't want to be remembered to be the greatest of all time. And this is all time. I just want to, at the end of the day, being happy for myself and my family. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Um, Where is Max at? That's what I really should be interviewing. I love that little dog. I can't get enough <laughs> of it. So just to make sure, Max is not my dog. I Max know, I'm so is, disappointed. Max is my, my aunt slash mentor, Maria's dog. <sighs> Uh, yeah, can we, can we get a dog? <laughs> can we get a dog? No time. I have an English golden retriever. That's all I can. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I love dogs. Yeah. I grew up with a, yeah. I had a Bouvier growing up. It's like a big sheep dog. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I miss not having a, a pet. I really, really, really do. Um, yes. what can you tell me about, um, people always ask me, Damon, I want to get started. I, um, I want to get started in real estate, but I have like, like, like I, when I started real estate, I had a, I had a full-time mortgage job. Like we're talking nine to seven and I was quote unquote in the bathroom and in the parking lot, you know, trying to do real estate at the same time. So I, I know for myself, I tell people it all depends on you. Do you want to do it? I started part-time. Do you want to start part-time? Do you want to start full-time? What are you telling people when they, I know you get that question a lot, because I don't think people see what we do behind the scenes and how much effort and time. I mean, I love it like you do, but I think that sometimes people just see the closings and they're like, oh, this is fabulous. And I'm like, um, some weeks you don't get a check. It's not so fabulous. Or sometimes a deal falls apart and you're looking around the house like, do I have a shirt I can take back or oh, what do I need to sell around this place? What do you tell people when um, they're asking you, how should I get started or what should I do? What do you tell them? Um, so that's one of the questions that I get the most. Uh, what I suggest uh, 
everyone, no matter what age they are, on, no matter what stage in their life are, personally. All I say, the only questions that I ask is, the only few questions that I ask is, okay, so you're thinking about doing real estate. Great. Um, what are you currently doing? And there sometimes they're like, oh, I work in restaurants. Right. Keep your job part-time because unfortunately, fortunately, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, for one year, if you're doing New York, you won't earn that much money that you are, as of now, earning with restaurants. So keep your job as you're doing. And in your spare time, which is after, before lunch or whatever, whenever you have free time, you start getting into real estate and join a big firm such as Douglas Elman or Corcoran or Nest Seekers because they are the best ones that can actually teach you how to uh, work and do real estate. They're, those are the best firms that helps you to, you know, put your first step into. Uh, because again, the first year you're not making money. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult. So I don't want you to be, hey, now I do real estate. And then one year in, all your services are gone. John Paolo, what the hell? I thought uh, you told me to do real estate the first year. I use all my money. I've been through right. it twice. Twice I failed completely. I literally have maybe less than $10 in my bank account. I completely failed bad. But it was good for me because right now I can give advices to people. Do not leave your job. Mm -hmm. Because obviously, if you want to start doing real estate, most of the time you're not 21. Uh, you're like into between 25, 26, 27. You already have some kind of uh, willing and drive. You already had some kind of little experience in restaurants. So what I'm telling you is that don't leave your job. Do it for one year. Uh, keep it part-time. Look at what it really is. Then in one year, we talk and you tell me, you know what? I don't have the full-time experience yet. But for the part-time experience that I had, the showings, closing this little uh, $1,500, $2,000 apartment in uh, whatever, um, I like it. Then I tell you, okay. So now instead of having five shifts at the restaurants, instead of having five, have four and then have three and give more time to real estate. Mm -hmm. Have two, have one. Little by little, you have to increase your time, but it, it will take a few years in order right. for you to start earning the same money that you're earning, at least, you know, to survive in New York. New York is a very expensive city. Yeah. Not at the moment. Not at the moment. Still more, uh, still more than Michigan. We're looking like, oh. Right. Right, but, but yeah, uh, I know what you're saying. Yeah, the prices have come a little, have come down a little. Yeah. So what I tell them, just little step by step, and I help a lot of uh, those young guys and girls that are getting, or even way older than me, uh, that they had experience. They were like stockbrokers that with a great role of that. And I'm like, oh, they're num, you know, they they don't like the job anymore. So you're like, you know what? Now you can hit them with real estate. Right. So it's uh, or young guys that they're just coming out of school and they're like, I want to do real estate because my mom does real estate. Um, what should I do? What should I do? And I tell them the same thing. Do not think that your mom is giving you the advices that I'm going to give you because I'm more harsh. She's gonna help you a little. Do not listen to her if you want to do real estate. Just online, take the course, pass the test, and call me as soon as you're done, and we will have a long conversation. 
and this is how it goes. So little by little, it takes a long time to start earning money. So I advise all of them to do it part-time the first year or two. Uh, one of the uh, best example I give people is, let's say you work in restaurants and uh, this friend of yours contact you to, um, to have dinner at the restaurant where you work. They know you, you have been working uh, into that place for like many years, you know, everything about the menu, you can accommodate the best way that you can, you can make them feel special and VIPs and whatever. So what they're giving you, uh, it's just that night experience. So that means if you're going to mess up their dinner or their date, guess what? You just mess up a, a dinner or you, the chef uh, made mistakes by cooking that specific steak or the pasta or the fish. At the end of the day, they're just having dinner. They're going to leave the restaurant. They will be unhappy. Your friend will still be friend with you. At the end of the day, you just messed up their dinner experience. They will come back in a week right. or the day after in real estate. Your friends, when you just get the license, uh, when you become an actual real estate licensee, they're not going to call you because what they're doing at that point is putting their personal life in your hand mm -hmm. they know you just got into real estate so i tell everyone okay great you just have your uh you just uh, got your license don't the first thing you're supposed to do is text emails calls all of your friends and family let them know post it on social media and now you do real estate then you need a so don't get disappointed when no one calls you because everybody knows at that point that you're not working at uh, for example, the Hunt and Fish Club or Cipriani, you're not doing that anymore. You're working in restaurants. They don't know that you have a manager that is helping you in the back end, closing your friend deals. They don't know that. They mm -hmm. think, oh, John Paul is just sitting in a desk with a computer, finding me an apartment, but it's not professional enough. And I have to uh, move in into this apartment in like a week. They don't want to give your, their personal life in your hand right. because they don't think you're professional enough. It takes way long time but then it's not impossible. The time that you start getting phone calls from your friends in need of an apartment or a house, that means that you are like completely in full force and you're doing the right thing. Because the most important thing is just to make sure that all your clients are taken care of the same way. Right. And obviously, obviously, in, dif in different, there is like, Everyone, everyone is different, so there is a way that you can talk to your specific friend or your friend refers you to a new person, but your friend tells you, hey, look, my friend is not like me. Okay, I know all that. Everyone is different. Yeah. So it would just take me, okay, let me introduce, let's go to lunch, let's go to dinner, let me talk to the person. It takes me exactly five minutes to figure out if I can work with you or not. Most of the time, it works out because I have amazing friends that I consider family. And when they introduce me to someone, that means that my friends knows me and they know that I can definitely take care of them. But again, it takes a long time for people to switch completely full-time and, and do real estate. But it takes a long time, but it's not impossible. If it's not impossible. And I'm glad that you touched on uh, the friends and family part because I come from a huge family and 
when I was starting real estate, I was like, oh, this is going to be a snap. I'm going to have so many clients because I have so much family and so many friends. I'm from a small city in Michigan and everybody knows everybody else. So I was like, oh, I'm going to make a million dollars my first year. This is going to be, I know what I'm doing. I used to do mortgages. I was a school teacher. Oh, this is going to be the bomb. Uh, <laughs> that, oh my, I was like, what I had to find out, and I tell people this all the time. I see people post this, and I try not to be a jackass when I tell people this. Your friends and family aren't your clients. And they yeah. look at me and they go, What do you mean, Damon? And I was like, It took me for, nobody taught me that. Nope. I had to just find out for myself. Um, because we think that, you know, we went to school with this person, or like you said, we've been friends and um, they're like, Damon like to go out and party. I don't want to buy no house with him. He might mess up on something. So it mm-hmm. took me, like you said, some year, years of hard work. And I still got a lot of work to do of branding myself as, oh, you work now. People, oh, you work with Damon. You gonna have a good time. Oh my God. You're going to love Damon. So, but that took years because I was angry with people. I was really not. I know that nobody owes me anything, but you know how you get kind of down on yourself like, oh no, I thought this was going to be the thing. Do they not like me? Or am I not, am I not, like you said, am I not professional enough? They only Mm -hmm. see you in that one light. They don't see you sometimes as the great realtor. Now they do, but back Mm -hmm. then they were like, oh, well, I know Damon from being a school teacher. I know Damon yeah. from working at the mortgage company. Now he's yeah. doing real estate. And eh, I don't know, but it took me to look at my own situation. Like Damon, they don't owe you anything. You've got to go out and get it. So it's funny that you said that when I, when I really work with somebody that I used to know from childhood, I laugh. Like I thought that's who I, I thought that was all I was going to work with. I was like, by the time I do a stranger, it'll be five years from now. I know I have like 60 cousins on my dad's side. So mm-hmm. it was like, oh, if they refer me all one person, I'll be busy for years. Didn't happen like that. And I'm I'm kind of glad that it didn't happen like that for me because it made me really dive into real estate. It made me dive in to like this podcast, social the ads, the door knocking, the calling, the figuring out loan programs. It made me be a better, a much better realtor than I, than what I thought I was going to be. It made me really, it's still not still, I take a class. I go to what a virtual a class, non-virtual learning about stuff. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, Damon, why are you here? I was like, because it's always changing. Something's all like, I have to be here. Because I don't yeah. want to be showing a house and one of my clients asked me a question. I'm like, what you talking about? I don't know. So I kind of always, you know, am looking to grow, improve, and to stay tight and focused. So you'll be like, oh yeah, work with Damon. Oh yeah, Damon knows his stuff. Or Damon, Damon, I'm used to, I'm used to that now. And I try to keep yeah. that reputation that I have of you know being very thoughtful and thorough and professional. And having mm-hmm. a good time with them as they're making the biggest, you know, purchase, one of the biggest purchases um, of their life. So, yes. and, like, and like you said, you know, when you meet somebody, 
Like, yeah. I mean, you surprised me, of course, but it was like, you know, within the first couple minutes, because I was like, are we going with him? I was like, I wasn't intimidated, but I was like, I, you know how you just don't know? You're like, uh, I call myself country mouse. I was like, ah, ooh, I don't know yeah. if he's going to like me or what do I, you know what I mean? It's like, what do you do? I mean, I know he's like, a thing, but I'm like, well, I'm a thing too in Michigan. So here we go. I'll just, I, I'll be, I, I said, I'll just be a thing, but it, it was, it was really like, we talked about it the whole way home. It was like, that's my person. I was like, that's my person. Who's going to take me to the next level. I was like, I said, that's that. I said, that's my person. Was I looking for it? No. Would I have imagined it? No. I was like, but you know, you know, when you meet that person, you meet, I think in life, you meet the people you're supposed to meet. And it was mm -hmm. just like, I said, okay, if this is, if this is it, this is it. I was like, this is, this is exciting. I'm, I'm super excited for the future. I'm so happy um, that we're brothers, friends, colleagues. This is just, it's been, I know people here in Michigan are sick of me talking about you because I go, Oh, what's your, I go, well, Jampalo is selling this building. And did you see that website? And did you see this? And, oh, look at this. Like, I show my loan officers here. I'm like, oh, look at this house. Oh, look at that building. Because I know for us here in Michigan, I get a lot of, not flat, but sometimes the realtors look at me like, Damon, you've already made it. And I'm like, oh, no, we're not competition. We're colleagues. Mm -hmm. I look at... um. Who was that? Uh, Chip and Joanne on HGTV. I was like, that's what I want to be doing. I want to buy the town and fix the town and and do the building. I was like, um, and people that know me, they laugh. I go, I don't have to sell all the houses here. I want to sell the building. Yeah. I was like, you can have that house. I want the building. So when it turns over, they're going to say, who sold you that? Uh, Damon, call him again. So I tell people, I don't have any competition because I'm I'm my own competition and I always see other stuff, like especially with this COVID stuff going on. I'm like, oh, let me pivot and get focused on podcasts and focused on brands and focused on I want this building. Let me help you sell this building. So for you to say, hey, yeah, let's go. I, I'm all for like let's go oh this question you're gonna love what would be your superpower and why i always dreamed about flying really yeah i just want to fly because uh from um, the perspective of a bird i would see the world in a completely different way mm. Awesome. And we see when we say, um, hey, just don't look everything, you know, straight. I always tell everyone, go up there and look at the picture from a, dip a different perspective. Nice. I would love when, when I'm on an airplane flying from whatever to whatever, I always want to be on the window seat because I want to see how the world looks from up there. And you know what's so funny when you talk about an airplane, flying isn't my number one. It's not my jam, but I know we got to fly. 
But it's so funny you said that when you look as you're landing and you see all the squares, you're like, oh, it looks, it looks really weird. Like it's planned out, but you don't think it's planned out. The cities in the neighborhood are planned out. When when you're getting, you know, almost to the airport, you can see like this is really just boxes. It's all squares. We think that it's all these curves and all this. It's really a bunch of squares. I was like, it's really just squares. And we really are microscopic in the terms of those squares. I was like, every city that I've flown to, it looks the same when you land. It's like, it's it's all just squares. It's just all squares. And we're just little, we're just little ants trying to make our way in the colony of life. And you just go and you try to make the best of it. And, and that's it. I love it. All right. This is the last question. This, this is, we're, we're almost there. We're almost home. This, this, this is, this is for, well, I'll probably do you one more. This is, I, we had to trip and I, we were like, we're still talking about that cheesecake, by the way. We're, we're not, happy. <laughs> you know what? I'm kind of mad at you. And I'm going to tell you why. You knew darn well what that cheesecake tasted like. Of course. We were back in the hotel like this. I wonder if we call and say, hey, <laughs> can we stop on the way? And we were, now, you got to come to Michigan now. I'm going to get him to come to Michigan, guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get him to come here. Michigan, our cheesecake is very tart and very, like, mm-hmm. like sharp tasting. You know what I mean? We had that and was like, I'm not a foodie foodie like you guys, but my mouth knew. I'm a big guy. I knew. We were like this. <laughs> What? I love that. I was like, yeah. "What the hell?" I, I'm gonna move this for the cheesecake. I'm gonna be 400 pounds, so we got to, you got to walk me everywhere. I can't get in the subway. I can't do bus. I gotta walk. I'm gonna, I'm gonna implode. That was probably. I know. I know for a fact. I'm 46. That was the best dessert I've ever had in my life, hands down. Quote unquote. I don't know if you ever heard of the uh, food god. Yeah, uh, Jonathan Sheban. Yep. He always tells me the best cheesecake was here, was there. And I always harass him and I say, You have no idea what kind of cheesecake I'm about to get you. <laughs> oh, where, where, where? I said, Don't worry. One day I took him and his mom to the place where I took you that night, La Masseria. The first thing he said after the body goes, John Paolo. You won't believe it. This is the best cheesecake I ever had in my life. In my and life, I told you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, we were when we got back to the hotel room. We were like, "Is it just me, or what?" I was like, "What?" So I'm not happy with you. So because it isn't here. So when you come <laughs> here, we have to try to. I'm. A, I've been. I've been researching because nothing's gonna compare to to New York. Absolutely. Yeah, nothing's gonna compare to that. But I'm gonna take you to. I'm gonna try to take you to a couple of great places here, so you won't be um, you won't be uh, disappointed. No, I'm serious. I'm gonna fly you in. Mm-hmm. I know you don't like people buying you stuff. It's okay. I'm, I'm gonna fly you. I know. Look at your eyeballs rolling up. I'm gonna fly you in so you can meet my family in my my little my little office. That yeah, like here we go. I'll be super excited. Um, this has been great. I know um, that great things are coming your way that are already happening. What you need is just getting 
into the deep ocean of New York City. Yep. Because you will be great for this city. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I won't, I'll try not to get lost. I'm going to have my phone. I like, help, I'm stuck. I'm in Soho and I need to be back in, um, where am I? <laughs> I'm going to use all my Southern charm. Like, hey, y'all, I'm, I'm stuck <laughs> and I'm trying to get back home to Jersey. How do I do that? <laughs> yeah. I am. I'm gonna use all the all the charm that I have. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna conquer that. I'm gonna conquer that city. It's you're gonna be like, look at him go. Look look at him fly. I'm I'm super duper excited. I I have been excited in years. I'll tell you that. I haven't. It takes a lot to get me excited, and that for sure. You threw a punch mouth. What some people? What does Gary say? Somebody punches you in the mouth. You don't know what's coming. You for sure punched me in the face. I was like, did he just? Uh, yeah. Like, what? I, I, yeah, no. So it helped me when I came back home. I got back laser focused. Things that I used to do, used, that I used to do that I wasn't doing. You know, you get kind of lax because you get set in your ways. I was like, nope. Mm-hmm. Eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, eight, nine, like boom, 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 boom. Let me get laser focused. I don't want to be the uh la pluke of the office to hit yeah. to be like be like here's that boy again. I want to yeah, be like it. I want to be with my bag over my around my body, hiking in my shoes. <laughs> go 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 go. You're gonna be so proud. Yeah. You are. You're gonna be super duper proud. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. You know I love you. Um. This has just been everything. Thank you for, you know, taking time out of your day. Um, this is just, and making time for me and my audience. Uh, my little show, Open House, it's, it's my baby. I love it. And <laughs> I, I try to bring on people that my audience doesn't know or they or that they need to know. Not that they don't know. People that you that they need to know because the world is a big place and you need to know international people and you're an international person. Oh, I forgot a question. I can ask it right now because it's my show. How many languages do you speak? Um, at the moment, only Italian and English and a little Spanish, but in my past life, I used to speak very fluently Russian and Arabic because I lived in Egypt for two years. I never knew that. That's Slavia. That's no. the only thing I know. <laughs> no. I I used to be fluent in French. I thought I was fancy in high school because I was a little bit of a nerd. And I was like, I'm not taking Spanish. I'm on no French because I'm going to France. <laughs> and so I was fluent for like three, four years. And then I got to college and you only needed two years of a foreign language. Mm-hmm. And I was still fluent. And so I took the two years. The moment I stopped going, to, the moment the classes were over, it just zoop, left. Yeah, it left. Yeah, uh, but my friends, it's a lot of um, you know, Michigan is heavy Middle Eastern, so they teach me all the bad stuff I'm not supposed to know. Right. <laughs> but yeah, when I worked with them, they'll teach you know they teach you phrases and stuff. So I try to get better. Mm-hmm. But I've been working on my Italian. You'll be so you'll be proud of me when I get there. You're gonna be proud of me. I, I've been really. <laughs> I, I have my headphones on and I'm like this. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but I got I gotta stop using my hands when I do it. I'm always. Yeah, <laughs> using my hands when I do it, but no, I've been I've been practicing. But this has been awesome. I appreciate you, brother. You know I love you. Thank you. 
um, this is it's just I, like everything. I wanted to say thank you for having me again in your uh, for the first time in your podcast. I want to shout out to the person who actually introduced us, which is my best friend, D-Rock. Yes. I want to shout out to my social media manager, Eli. I want to shout out to the restaurant where I'm at right now. I don't know if you guys know, but it's Reyes. Reyes. Okay, we'll make sure uh, we add them. One of my favorite restaurants in New York City. Uh, I am looking forward to see you. I'll come to Michigan and I'm looking forward to have you in New York. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I was going to put you in a hot seat. I'm not going to let you go because you're my favorite. I was going <laughs> to be like, give me your top 10 restaurants. I said, Damon, don't ask that because he's going to get in trouble. I was like, we look at the... I cannot do that. I know because my, I social, my social media person, Trip is right here with me. We looked at the questions and we were like this. Don't do that. <laughs> I, I wrote the question and then Trip... Chip was like, Damon, he know too many people. You know what's so funny? Side note, that Zappello's, the bakery, my God, his staff needs a raise. They were so nice. I was expecting rude, rude people. I walked in and was like, hi. Um, they were like, welcome to New York. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, like, they were so nice and didn't rush me and were like, do you want to sit inside? Do you want to sit outside? Do you... Need to use the restroom. Yeah. It was so nice and so classy. And so yeah. at the video, I was glad that he got me biting into it because I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Because people were asking me, Damon, where is that at? I was like, it's in Manhattan. You can't drive there. You can't go tomorrow. Because <laughs> him, they thought I was some people thought I was here. I was like, no. It's this Italian yeah, yeah. uh bakery in uh new york and i was like but trip had the foresight when he texted me he left out that morning he went he was like you gotta come to this bakery and i was like where are you at because you know yeah. we don't know where we're going he said make two he said make two rights and you and i'll start waving my hand <laughs> so yeah they were absolutely everybody that i met there my time there were it was I, amazing it was amazing yeah, yeah. It, and it was, uh uh, I have known the owner, which is a dear friend of mine. His name is Fabio. He uh, used to be one of the biggest uh, nightlife promoter in New York City. Nice. I met him when I just moved here. And he finally made uh, happen one of his dreams, which he was opening a bakery and finally opened this uh, Zeppelin place. One of the, it's a really, really, really good bakery in New York City. I'm very proud of him. It's and I it's, hope, yeah. it's super nice. I yeah. yeah. He he followed me on Instagram and I was like, oh, I said, wait, wait, wait. He followed me. He followed me. It was and I'm a I'm a big customer service guy and I know it's COVID and I get it. Yeah. But it was like a normal day. It was so they were so so nice. And I tell people, you never know who knows who. So just be nice to everybody. Who knew that you knew him? Who, who knew? Yeah. When I saw on Instagram, I was like, does this boy know everybody? I was like, what? How does he? <laughs> Trip was like, Jean Paulo's on your Instagram talking about this bakery. I was like, what? Who? I was like, oh, they know everybody. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, here we go. So yeah, I try, that's why I, I try to be nice to people because you never know. Never know. You never know the kind of the day somebody's having or you never know who knows who. Now, if I was yeah. being a jerk, 
they be like, don't serve him no more. But yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm trying to be nice to everybody. And that's a prime example of you never know who knows who. It was, it was. But you also, you also, you're not trying to be nice to everybody. You're just a nice person. Oh, thank you. I, I, I know that because uh, that's what a lot of people say. Oh, I'm trying to be nice to everyone. No, in fact, you're just a good person. And this is the way you treat other people. It's not you trying to be because you're not a bad person. I can feel that. And oh, I, again, I wanted you. to thank you for having me in your podcast. I'm blessed. Thank you. No, I'm the blessed one. Thank you so much. I'm going to let you continue the rest of your day. We'll talk. Thank you. For sure. I'm going to book thank your, you. you want Delta? I'm going to book your plane. <laughs> look at, look at thank you. You are so welcome. We'll be in touch soon. Everybody, this was Gianpaolo Aina. Uh, restaurateur, uh, real estate tycoon, man about town, international businessman, just, you know, a person that I look up to, a great, great, great guy, very inspirational. Please go check him out. If you haven't already, please go follow him. If you're in New York, New Jersey, Maryland, D.C., it's all East Coast. Make sure you follow him for all your real estate and business needs. And when this episode comes out, make sure to follow me there too as well. Thank you, Gianpaolo. I appreciate you. Um, you have a great rest of your day and we will talk soon. And everybody else, as always, here's hoping that your open house will close soon. Bye, everybody. That was a Damon Johnson Studios production.